Oh, man. Sorry, Jerry. Don't you pick the songs ahead of time? No, I, I'm stupid. I just go. Open Arms Artist of the Day is Journey. Because Stephen Perry played his last live concert with him on this day in Anchorage, Alaska. Jerry just shook his head in disgust at you. I know. I could have done anything. You could have done much ways. better than this. Yeah. Don't Stop Believing. But I went with Open Arms. Don't Stop Believing would have been would have been good going into this segment. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Jerry McNamara joining us now. If you happen to be watching us on QSportsTalk.com, uh, you see Jerry and... Uh, you know, another tough one, I, you know, I feel like week after week we're asking about these, you, you know, you play so well and, and just couldn't quite, as you said last week, you know, you got to get over the hump and uh, another one of these that, uh, you know, Virginia made plays down the stretch and they end up getting the win. I, you know, when you look back on that game Monday night, Jerry, what, what did it come down to in your mind? I think pretty simple in terms of what everyone else watched. Um and we got a lot of quality looks in the second half. It was probably as efficient a game as we've ever played against them. Uh, we shot 64%, I think it was, in the first half. And you know, we started the second half with multiple wide-open looks. We missed a pair of free throws. Um, but I think when, when, you, when you go and look at the entirety of the game, it really boiled down to us missing some key free throws and stretches. We, we missed two sets, uh, I think seven overall. Um, Missed a ton of wide open good looks from quality players that we want to get good looks. Um, you know, the combination of missing the free throws we did, shooting three for 15 from the three-point line on really good quality looks against these guys. You, you have to capitalize when you get those opportunities against a team like that, how good they are defensively. And we really executed. We did a great job. Um, kind of just boiled down to missing some shots. I mean, those are the games, really, when you look back at it, you're pretty happy with in terms of, like, man, we executed the right way. We got the looks we were supposed to. We just didn't capitalize on the things that we did. You, you look at, at what Virginia did down the stretch of that game, and, you know, Paulie and I talked about it on Tuesday and, and some today just about, you know, they're, they're obviously comfortable in close games, right? They play so many close games given their style of play. They've got so many veterans led by Kihei Clark. It seems like he's been there for about, you know, 15 years, and he always hits a big shot, and he did again on Monday night off that offensive rebound, and there was the kick out, and, you know, he was able to set his feet. He buried the, you know, a big three. Um, you know, they, they just – they make big plays, don't they? And 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 I guess when you know when you guys are watching back the film with the players, can can your younger guys learn from watching other teams execute in late game situations? Well, they've seen all these experiences. Uh, Kihei's been involved in so many games, including a national championship game, um, multiple runs, um, and he does. He's just seen it. He's seen it all. Been there, done that. And you know, a lot of our guys haven't been necessarily in those situations a ton. So you hope that they learn through them. You know, but we they are comfortable in late game situations. But I think we had an opportunity to make them uncomfortable if we capitalized on some of the open looks we got and the free throws that we should have made. So it could have been a much different scenario where we're down one and we have a 50-50 chance at a rebound. Vanderplas comes back in, out of bounds, grabs it, and. Uh, Judah almost made a great play where he had two guys at once and tried to play in between it and uh, did the best he could in terms of trying to get a deflection and ends up in Kihei's hands and he makes a big shot. And, you know, then late in the game, I thought Munir did a great job after Jesse fouled out of defending Gardner in the high post and he makes a really, really difficult step back jumper uh, on a well defended possession over a seven footer to make it a four point game again. So uh, they, they've they've been as good as they've been. 
um, for a long time. One of those big reasons is Kihei. He's he's a terrific player. He makes important plays for them. He controls a basketball game. Uh, made a big shot against us as he's made probably you know a couple dozen times in his career uh, in those those type of moments. But it was one of those one of those chances that we had to make them uncomfortable in those scenarios where they usually are comfortable. But they were playing from a lead in that scenario instead of a deficit and. Uh, if we capitalized where we could have, we could have been in really a one or two possession lead in, in that scenario. You know, Judah Mintz has obviously been in the spotlight in, in a lot of these close games. Obviously, ball's in his hands. He's the point guard. And we've talked about some of the things he's done right and some of the things you need him to work on moving forward. Um, and you go back to Monday night, and, you know, I know he missed a, a couple of free throws. But outside of those free throws, uh, you know, what did, what did you think about his game? I mean, I, I thought he played well. You know, Paulie said the same thing. Um, but, you know, I know you watch it, watch it with a more of a, a critical eye. I mean, what, what, how would you kind of assess his performance, especially down the stretch of that game? I thought he was pretty terrific throughout. Um, if you look at, you know, one of the things he and I have not just worked on a lot, but have talked a lot about is getting to the paint off of two feet under control. Um, once you leave your feet off of one, you've you've committed to your momentum going in one direction. And that leads to either, you know, if you haven't made the right decision, an offensive foul or you have to make a decision in the air, which, you know, it, it limits your vision. So if you go back and watch, like he he got to the paint so under control uh, throughout the game, two foot finishes, pump fakes, getting there. Um, just really, he's so crafty when he's under control. And um, yeah, I, I, I was really, really happy with his performance. I thought he was kind of, um, you know, late in the game, he's forced in a scenario where we needed to get a quick shot up. Um, and the ball finds his hands. And, you know, at that point, you're just hoping a guy can make a play and make a shot. But, um, you know, he did everything he could to keep us in the game. I thought for the most part, all of our guys did. I thought Joe got the looks that he's capable of making. I thought Justin got the look, looks that he's made, you know, that Joe's made. Um, you know, it was just one of those things that we weren't able to capitalize on what we created. And then late in the game, when it's a two-possession game, you just got to hope that one of these guys can make a play. But overall, I thought Judah was – was terrific. I thought he got to the paint under control, made great decisions, and finished. All right, Jerry, how are the guys handling this? Um, you know, thirteen and ten, and I know it's not where you want to be. And and we keep talking about you're playing better basketball, but I know the record isn't what you want it to be. The resume is not what you want it to be. How, how are the guys handling? Um, you know, from a mental approach and um, and whatnot, the, the psyche of the team right now. I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, how are things inside that locker room? I think it's kind of a fine line between frustration and encouragement. Um, I think they're really encouraged to the fact that they've gone toe-to-toe with some of the best teams in the league. You take away the Virginia Tech game where we just kind of got blitzed in that first half stretch where they went nine for ten from the three. Uh, We've been really competitive, and it's come down to the last few minutes. And when it comes down to the last few minutes, it's a good good thing that – I mean, you think about some of these losses. What has all the talk been about has been about, like, singular plays – um, except for the Virginia Tech game. So I think that's where the frustration comes in because you've been in position to win games and it's coming down to, you know, a singular play or a couple, you know, different possessions within a two or three minute span, which is a good thing. It means you're in position. So there's where the frustration comes because they've continuously put themselves in position to be there. Um, and they haven't gotten it done, but at the same time you're encouraged because you've gone toe to toe with the best. So, um, I think from our standpoint, as far as coaches go, we just got to continue to motivate them and 
uh, chip away and, uh, you know, just try to talk him through some of the scenarios where we can, where we can be better and more efficient in crunch time. Um, but just motivate him to, to turn around. You know, I heard Jesse say it after we lost last game, you know, it's really frustrating, but you can't sulk too much. You got to turn around and be prepared to play Saturday. Um, and you're playing against the Boston college team that just beat Clemson last night, you know? So, um, you know, frustrated, but still encouraged that we've gotten better. Um, and we are, you know, pretty young group. You know, I was just watching, um, doing one of my scouts, and I watched Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Florida State, and their average age is 22 and a half years old. You know, we're not in the same boat as that, um, but we have guys that are competitive that want to win, that lay it on the line. And um, if, if you fight and play the way that they've done, you could be proud of that. But now it's about time, you know, that that frustration sets in and, um, you know, we, these guys want to win. So, you know, they're going to be encouraged to go out and try to do it the next game. How, how do you keep their morale up and keep them ready for games too? Because this is a different animal than we normally see with Coach Beheim teams is, you know, like Georgia Tech, Quadir comes in and plays, but then doesn't play for a couple games. How do you keep these guys, you know, focused and ready to go in games when you can't guarantee or let them know, even tell them what their minutes are going to be? Yeah, that's probably part of our job that's least talked about, um, to be quite honest. Um you know, one of the things that I've said to a couple of the guys this year is you've never been in this situation, but I have. I've been through this with multiple players, guys that have had a lot of success here. Um, one of the things that I've done um, is a lot of times I'll go back to guys that have ended up having a lot of success here and I'll compare their freshman minutes, their freshman stats, their DNP situation, uh, a lot of different things to guys that are going through the, the you know, current that same thing current situation that they're going through so um just a motivational tool in terms of like hey you're not the first one that's gone through this you haven't been through it yet i have you know let's keep working let's you know the most important thing through all this is that you continue to progress and get better you know be your best version you know regardless if you're allowed to show it yet make sure that you take every day serious that you're getting better so when you're put in a situation where you have an opportunity to showcase yourself you're ready for it that's the most important thing and it's not easy it's very very difficult um, it's frustrating for, for a lot of these kids. It's frustrating for me because sometimes they can get down on themselves and then I want more effort, but it's a fine line because you're dealing with emotion and you have to be sympathetic to that. So, uh, I don't lose sight of the fact that a lot of these guys, this is their dream and they're not happy with how certain things are going. So you got to stay on them and, um, let them know you're there for them and encourage them. And, um, you know, sometimes the visual pieces of, of seeing certain guys that have been through the same thing and how they overcame that is important because they need to they need to hear those stories. Um, so the main thing for uh, for us from an assistant coach standpoint is making sure that these guys are not physically prepared but mentally engaged in everything they do. All right, Jerry. Uh, last one for you as we look ahead now to Saturday, and you mentioned it. Uh, they they just beat. Clemson last night, uh, this Boston College team, they've played some teams close. They you know, lost to, to Duke by a point. They, they pushed North Carolina down to the wire uh, at North Carolina. Um, you've already seen them once. What stands out to you about this BC team? Uh, not pretty gritty. I think that's what he calls it. Um, I think that's kind of their motto, uh, which is just you know a simple way of saying we're tough. Um, and that's what they are. They're tough. Zachary... Blankford brothers, um, the freshmen of League Bay, they've, they've gotten contributions uh, from different areas this year. And then the big guy post is back healthy and, and 
you know, he's as capable really as any big in the league. You put him up there with Jesse and, and Baycott as far as production hall from Clemson. Um, so they're just a tough physical team. They're going to wear on you, grind on you, be physical with you. Um, and you saw it last night, you know, you saw it last night against Clemson. You see it every time they play. We saw it prior to the break when they beat Virginia tech before our game here. Um, there's no easy nights in this league. You have to get rid of record. I just watched Florida State throw the record out. I'm sure that they didn't think about that when they played at Pittsburgh, the game I was just watching. Um, so we know we know going into this game that uh, coming off a home win against a really, really good team, that they're going to be ready for us. And second time around, they're going to want a little bit of payback. Um, but, you know, p- playing them, he's, he's done a great job there. I mean, he's, he's implemented a culture of physicality, uh, relentlessness, um, and he's got the right guys to do it. I really like the kid Zachary. I just I think he's kind of the the tone setter for them in terms of on ball pressure and leadership. Um, you know, I think he's kind of what they're looking for in terms of who they want to be and become. And um, yeah, you know, you know, we, we've got to be ready to play and and, and play for forty minutes. We know it's going to be be a grind. It's not going to be easy, just like every other game in this league. All right, Jerry. Uh, good luck Saturday. We'll uh, we'll talk on the the TV side of things tomorrow. Sounds good. Thank you, guys.